I have a funny um, pre-show story. For right now? For yeah, the for, intro? For right now. Um, my former creative director, friend of the program, and uh, friend to us all, Chad Hogan. Yeah. Uh, he's going to come on the show one day. He's been a mentor to me, um, a, f- a friend, and a um, a confidant. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those people. Um, just in my corner, constantly trying to help me in my in my life, in my career. And I think... You need one of those people, right? You need those people in your life that are sort of always looking out for you. Mm -hmm. He sent me an email on Saturday night. Loving the podcast, exclamation point. Pod God, exclamation point. (laughs) I couldn't help but notice your mesh trucker hats looking a little tight. Get your blanks from here. This company makes all the panels slightly larger for a better fit. And he sent me a link to a hat company that makes hats for people with big heads. I just wanted to say, shout out to Chad. Thank you very much. Now I'm incredibly self-conscious about the way my, my hats are fitting on the program. No, your hat looks fine. And, uh, but it is true. I have a big head, a very large dome. Yeah. And uh, it, it does make hat shopping, especially one size for all, particularly a challenge for me sometimes they say one size fits most, most. and i'm not the most yeah, you got I, a am, big ass I'm a, I got a big ass dome and so i just want to say shout out to chad for putting me on as he always does he is always ahead of the curve and uh for for watching the videos and uh looking out for a big headed brother um I thought that story was going to hit a little bit better, but that, that story was fucking awesome thank you kevin it was really good <laughs> listen yeah, i got I a might, big head i might have to clip it so thank you, thank you to Chad. Shout yeah. out to him. Shout yeah. out to thanks, Chad. Um, people that look out for you in your life, yeah. and uh, letting you know that your hats look tight because you have a big ass hat. Yep. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you, Chad. Three, two, one. Kevin, that was rough. That's a fucking <laughs> yeah. rough, Kevin. It's yeah. Fucking yeah. mega Monday. Yeah. Damn. This is this is a mega Monday. Fuck. So fucking tired. Yeah, I went to sleep last night at like 10 p.m. And I, w- I woke up at like 8. I, that's a million hours. Dude, I went to sleep at 9 p.m. Whoa. Night. I was also very tired. Wow. From, from a, a weekend upstate with friends. Shreddy. Keddy Shreddy. Yeah. Well, I, uh, only one day. Only one day. Yeah. Skiing and snowboarding, uh, some of the most um, energy sucking. See, I can't even speak. It's one of the hardest things you could do for your bo- for your body. I, I honestly think there's nothing truly like the sleep after you're on the mountain all day. Oh yeah, I mean we slept kind of shitty because because like we had a, you know a lot of people in the house and oh party you know. party party party. Yeah, I mean that's fun too. I mean because you can ski all day. Yeah, and then you're done at like four, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of maybe take a little nap and then smoke some za. Oh wow, wow, wow! A little bit of the za. <laughs> Yeah, you're really pushing the Zaza yeah. program here. I mean, I'm looking to get sponsored. Mm, yeah. Which which Zaza brand would you like? Mm. The answer is butter. No more thinking. Um, They're in Michigan. Yeah. How was this uh, ski trip, Kevin? Do you have anything to report? Good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been common information around the office that uh, I busted my ass this weekend. Yeah. Um, I've got a very deep purple bruise mm. on the back of my leg mm. and it came from going very fast hitting a patch of ice getting some air and uh landing on a patch of ice oof right into my butt oof hip area 
Yeah, that's that northeast snow for you. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was very icy <laughs> in some in some parts of the mountain this weekend. It was like sixty degrees out. It was like yeah. a straight up summer. You yeah. Know, well, I mean, the first day we we drove to Vermont, it was cold, and they were they were pumping some snow, so it was yeah. actually a pretty nice day. Um, it almost happened immediately, and I just powered through the whole day. Champion, just a very tender ass. Oof. Ah, yeah. I mean, this is part of getting older too. When you take a fall like that, yeah. Because I started snowboarding at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. So when I was falling 16, 18, didn't matter. You know, you just yeah. get right back up. <sighs> you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're almost on 30, Kevin. So I think, you know, once, once you start taking some falls and you're just like, it's not the same. I was impressed with myself, to be honest. Listen, um, you're a warrior, Kevin. I was, I was going very fast. Yeah. And, uh, I took a very direct impact to my ass. Mm-hmm. And credit to me, I got back up and I got, got after it. Damn, Kevin. Yeah, smoked a little Zaw and, you know, got, got got back after it. Warrior. Yeah, warrior. Um, I will say for those keeping track at home, Kevin lost his voice, what was that, a month ago, then got punched in the face like two weeks ago, and then now broke his ass. It's not broken. Ah. Uh, I literally rode my bike here today. Oh, so, warrior. Yeah, warrior. Um, it just hurts to, like, sit? initially sit down, and then it gets fine. Is it colorful? Yeah. You didn't want to see the photo. I did not want to see the photo. Listen, I'm a, I'm a professional, a goddamn professional. Yeah, sh- should I clip this and put it on Instagram? For, maybe, maybe like a big zoom in. Uh, I was thinking LinkedIn, actually. Yeah, I, mean, I, would, I don't give a fuck about LinkedIn. I would, <laughs> I'd put that on LinkedIn. What a picture of your ass? Maybe some caption about like, this is what busting your ass looks like yeah, day in and day yeah, out. Yeah. If you don't got bruises, sometimes you know I'm I'm working myself so hard that my fucking ass is bruised from sitting down. Yeah, from from grinding. Yeah, from. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say my ass is bruised from grinding, but uh-huh. um, I would say my ass is bruised from busting it so hard day in and day out, producing, writing, directing, editing this podcast. That's really what the bruise is from, not skiing. Salute this man. That My ass is fucking busted from that because Ke- I've, I've been busting it myself. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's a good segue into what I did with my uh, fucking President's Day weekend. I worked. Jeez. I fucking grind it. Again, just like the forefathers would have wanted. Do you want me to clap for you? Or I mean, no. I just I don't I don't need that. I mean, <laughs> listen, I I hustled uh, this weekend like Abe Lincoln would have wanted me wow. to. Yeah, yeah. Good good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. I mean, it's to be honest, it's not a bad quote. It's like you're gonna get some stuff. It's just gonna be like kind of the the leftovers. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll take leftovers. I don't really care if I don't have to work on a weekend. I don't give a fuck what I get. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm the one who hustles. You're the one who gets the things left over. Yeah, Eh? to be honest, um, not so bad. (laughs) Old at millennial. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All Star Weekend, Kevin. Did you uh, did you watch? Yeah, we saw some uh, we saw some highlights. (laughs) Highlights on Instagram. No highlights on YouTube's. Oh wow, wow. Um, Kevin, I have something I have to admit. I secretly love NBA. All Star Weekend. I do too. I think yeah. it's a great. They do a good job. I like everything, but I don't really watch the, the game. game. The game is the worst part. I I secretly really like NBA All Star Saturday Night. Yeah, it's great. I think it's like SNL or like an award show where it's like I know it's not going to be good, mm-hmm. but it's fucking tradition, yeah. and I respect tradition. And uh, I watched the slam dunk. I think that's obviously the. I like the three point contest and then slam dunk. Is the I like thing. the skills. You like Skill, the skills? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not anything compared to the, mm-hmm. the slam dunk contest, but the skills challenge is, is pretty nice. I feel like they tinker with it every year and they make mm-hmm. it a little bit better. This year they had the uh, the uh, Antecumbos, Antecumbos. 
You really, you really butchered that. I've never tried to pronounce it because I knew I would just butcher it. But Atenacumpo. Atenacumpos. Um, and so they they kind of find ways to like make it interesting. Um, well, oh no, it was them plus Drew Holiday. Yeah, well, because uh, Giannis couldn't play. Giannis. Giannis. Um, then they had like a team of rookies, and they had a team of like Utah Jazz because they were the host city. Mm-hmm. Um, three point contest was was fine, and but th- I think the slam dunk has been the thing that everyone's been like, we got to get oh, this back on, on track. Did you see Julius Randall's son crying? No. And so there's a clip of Julius Randall's son watching his his dad. Julius Randall's in the three point shooting contest yeah. somehow. Yeah, I guess he's nice from three. He shoots pretty well. But uh, his son it. was watching, his his notable son who loves basketball. Yeah. Like literally crying Why? when his dad was shooting. Because he was putting up bricks. <laughs> he's <laughs> he scored 13 points and his son his son was like bawling. I thought that the part that was the m- more sad was like right before he started shooting, I think it was like Reggie Miller or, or Draymond Green who were doing the broadcasting were like, I don't even know why uh, Julius Randle's in this three-point contest. They were like, he doesn't deserve to be here. He's not a good three-point shooter. And then he just starts shooting bricks. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fuck. tough. Like, it's really rough. I think he was a last minute ad, to be honest. I think yeah. somebody somebody canceled or got scratched or something. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think it really uh, yeah. He's not the best three point shooter in the league. Duh. Yeah, sure. Um, but the slam dunk is the thing that everyone's talking about because it's been bad for a really long time. Last year was probably the worst it's been ever. I don't know. I feel like every be a tough every one. year people say it's the no, worst. It's, 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 it's gone up and down. There's been some good years yeah. in between. Yeah. And I did find it to be respectable this year. Obviously, like guys, I think a lot of it, you know, Mac McClung is the, the reason why people are, you know, talking about it. But I do think guys making their dunks on the first try yeah. is really, really important. Cause like mm-hmm. if you do something crazy, but you do it on like the fourth try, yeah. ah, it's pretty tough to watch. Yeah. It's got to be big. Mm-hmm. And like if you see somebody like fail a couple times at something and then, and then get it, it's like, you know, you're, the crowd's not going to go as wild. I think, yeah, everyone did a pretty good job. I mean, I didn't watch it live. Yeah, I don't think any did anyone miss a no, dunk. Not much. Like, I think someone there were a couple missed, but like overall, people were going for dunks and getting them right away, which I do think makes a big difference. And then, obviously, Mac McClung is great. Yeah, and everyone's giving him you know ton, ton of praise. Mac saved the dunk contest. I don't know who the other guy was in the final, but mm-hmm. that guy was doing well too. Like that guy had some sick dunks in the beginning, and yeah, from the Raptors, I, I can't remember that dude's name, but yeah, no, I, I think there was some respectful competition, but I think I think Mac was like. He just had the juice, you know, and I think the crowd yeah. and the like the players on the sideline reacting like everyone's yeah. going crazy for Mac. And I think it was very clear that he was he was the best dunker in, in the competition. One problem, though, that I have Mac don't play in the NBA. Listen, he just <laughs> got called up from the G League like last week. Yeah. Before this, right? Like, is I he mean, actually going to play? I mean, I don't think he's like he could come off the bench or something. I don't think he's like bad by any means. I think. Two career games over the past three years, Kevin. 25 total minutes, eight total NBA points. Hey, dude can jump. He can jump. And I honestly, I'd, I'd put him in the NBA dunk contest forever, but like, he doesn't, he's not an NBA basketball player. Yeah, he is. He, just, he literally just got called up. Yeah, so that they could put him in the dunk so contest. So he got called up. Last week, he got called up. He signed a shoe deal with Puma mm-hmm. and he won the dunk contest. In the dunk contest, the bonus is 100K. Which is more than his seasons earn his projected season earnings. Which shout out to him, double his money. Fuck yeah! No, it's good. I'm listen. He seems like a good guy. I saw there were some people looking at his back tweets to see if he oh. had said anything racist, and he hadn't. 
And so that was like, so it was a very funny tweet. It was like all the search terms for like Mac McClung racist, Mac McClung, like Obama, like, like all these different things. And it was like, guys, I tried as clean as a whistle. You know, he's Riff Raff's cousin. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah, Riff Raff posted like, uh, that's like his actual yeah, cousin. That's what New York Post said. Well, uh, Alleged, allegedly, allegedly, for what one more day, maybe two. We'll see. I think they bring him back next year to defend his title, even if he's in the G League. I think so. I think so. But it it does kind of make it calls into question, obviously, the integrity of the league. Does anyone? No, if if I start dunking out of out, out of the gym, You're not, can I get a call up to the NBA All Star game, even though I don't play in the NBA? No. Just because I'm a really good dunker? You're not. In what? <laughs> when You just said you worked all President's Day weekend. When are you going to find time? To That's get, not the to point. Get, the point is I'm dunking. not in the NBA, so should I be allowed to be in the All-Star competition? He is in the NBA. He got called up this week. Yeah, that's bullshit. For this. like So that he can put no. be in the league. He got a 10-day contract. So he's in it, the NBA. He's played zero games. In the NBA. Ah, it's uh, sketchy. Sketchy. But listen. It's worth it because the NBA dunk contest has stunk for years and years and years. And this is like finally yeah. like someone who can do some cool stuff. One thing I will say about Mac is he's got the most. I mean, a lot of the NBA players have like awful tattoos. Mm. I follow inked NBA and it's just they've get they get some of the dumbest shit ever. But his might be some of the worst. And it, like his tattoo, he has like a forearm sleeve or something. And it looks like like it looks like you go into you know something you would get in like NBA 2K like it looks like the generic yeah. like, create a player mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you can't even make out really what's going on on, yeah. on that and it's just like oof it just look, it looks pretty bad he needs to probably either get the whole arm done or maybe you know do something about that because those were those were pretty bad he reminds me of like an N1 basketball like mixtape guy <laughs> you know what I mean kind of like the professor mm-hmm. but just like more south looking yeah. southern looking he also needs a new haircut yeah that, the haircut, haircut, the haircut is really tricky yeah. um i think once he tough once he gets the the tattoos filled up mm-hmm. hopefully this 100k bonus will help him do that and uh you know, get yourself a get yourself another haircut like figure maybe a buzz cut just buzz it F- figure it out just buzz it um i did see uh on brand on the branding side he did uh get a deal with puma i saw yeah. that they <laughs> immediately signed him like maybe the day before yeah good for him I mean, listen, get that bag and, you know, sort of, he can obviously do some pretty crazy stuff. I was <laughs> kind of hoping he was going to pull out some crazy shit at the very, very end. Because it was kind of clear that he was winning, like, mm. the whole time. But he was also, like, not throwing down his craziest stuff. What do you mean? Like, you wanted him to bring a prop out? No, I just wanted him to do, like, something, like, more like never been done before. Like I've seen a 540 before. Like I've seen a guy jumping over yeah. people before. Like I think he was doing It's a classic Alex Center take right here. It is. Here's here, I think I I just think he money. was I think he was um he was trying not to lose. Like he, I think he knew that he was going to win. I think he knew he yeah. had a good enough stuff but he didn't want to blow it and like which I think is the right move, but yeah. I did think that there was probably I think there was another tier of dunks that he probably could pull out. If it wasn't sort of such a you know mo- big moment for him, I think hopefully if they do bring him back next year and he signs another two day contract, so, like, <laughs> so he can get into the uh, slam dunk contest, I hope he goes a little bit harder, knowing that he's already won it before and he can yeah. maybe push the envelope a True. little bit more. 
but that's, that's also, my... what do you want from Alex? Do you want him to miss a couple dunks at the beginning, or do you want like no? You want him to be perfect on the first try? Like that's what I'm very, saying. Very high bar from Alex Center. Uh, yeah, go so do something fucking insane and don't miss. Uh, is that is that so hard to ask? Because here's the thing: he's not going against fucking LeBron and and, and John Morant. Like he's going against a bunch of fucking scrubs. Like. Not some, put some respect on those NBA players, Alex. Oof, I don't know, man. The, one guy pulled up on the fucking net. Can't yeah, that one that. was bad. That was a bad dunk. <laughs> can't do that shit. The fucking all-star. Yeah, to put his elbow in the rim. Yeah, come that on. Like, fucking, um, that shit was done fucking 10 years ago. I just need more evolution. I, I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? And and maybe I'm asking too much, but that's what I'm here to do. Kevin, baseball soon. NBA guys now. NFL's over. Um, people uh, on the on podcast listeners, I, I know they they live and die by these first fifteen minutes of us talking about sports on a design podcast. Yeah, hey, it's only occasionally. I mean, I think it's more than occasionally. No, but I no. listen. I listen. This is who we are, Kevin. This is who we are. Um, but we will uh, segue into speaking of NBA. We got hot dog flavored chips coming from Ruffles and their spokesperson, the uh, Round Mound of Rebound, aka Charles Barkley. And what's so interesting about these chips, Kevin? You ask. They are hot dog flavored. It's on site. When I when I see these in the store, I'm getting these. Um, I really love the package design too. Like just throwing Charles Barkley on the pack mm-hmm. with his with his uh, fucking hot dog tie. Yeah, I think that's good stuff. I I love the hot dog tie. I would love to even buy a hot dog tie. Maybe maybe start selling those ruffles because mm-hmm. um, you got a customer right here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just a really I don't know. Fuck. I've never seen hot dog chips before. Yeah, no, it's an innovation in in the category. The bag does feature uh, Charles Barkley in a suit, just pointing at a chip, which I think is particularly funny. And he does have a hot dog tie, um, which is uh, definitely something they did in Photoshop, and definitely one thousand percent not something that he was wearing. They have the package design. Mm-hmm. They have that photo, the same exact photo on one of the assets. I don't know if it was like a PR asset or whatever, but it's the one with like Jason Tatum, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember who else is on. It's uh, Chuck, and he's it's the same exact photo, and he's mm-hmm. wearing like a nice tie. Mm-hmm. It's, the hot dog tie is very <laughs> clearly photoshopped. Yeah, I think this is a push from Ruffles to be a part of the NBA in a big way. So I've seen they have like LeBron on a bag of chips. They have Jason Tatum on a bag of chips. So they're definitely doing a lot of NBA tie-ins. I'm not exactly sure the connection between Ruffles chips and professional basketball, but who am I to ask these kind of questions? Um, we do have a press release uh, quote from Senior Vice President of Marketing, Frito-Lay North America, oh, Stacy Taffet. I really love these. She said, quote, the launch of our new commercial, Charles's chip deal, and our hot dog flavored ruffles were all designed with the goal of bringing hoops culture to our fans in an innovative way. Quote, ruffles is all about celebrating everyone's individual style and flavor, and that's exactly what we're doing through this campaign. Wow. Nice. Wow. Um nice. I do think they've done some nice work on their design. Um, I probably should know who's the agency that did it, but I believe it's a uh, someone based a studio based out of Dallas, and they've kind of done this whole kind of new brand identity for Ruffles about sort of it's called Own Your Ridges, and so Ruffles chips, which I do really like Ruffles yeah, chips, good chips. I think on a scale of like the top ten chips in a bodega. I'm putting them in the top five. I might put them in around like four. I might put them in like the fifth position. I will say I go for a sort of sour cream and cheddar ruffles chip. Okay. Okay. Like 
I would say it's it's not my go-to chip, but it's like a sort of re- in the backups, a reserve. It's yeah. like a it's like the all-star game reserve chip. It's like it's not my starting lineup, but mm-hmm. if you know the kettle chips or other chips are kind of lacking, house chips, if those things aren't there, I'm gonna go for ruffles. It's kind of just like a classic all-American delicious crunchy ridges and you can dip them in a you know uh, french onion dip they have the integrity mm-hmm. to be able to be dipped yeah they don't just crumble under the pressure like uh like lays do 100 percent agree yeah lays chips get them out of here no ruffles sour cream and onion dip we're talking that's a perfect combination i will say i had some uh salt and vinegar lays last night and okay they were, they were pretty good yeah i had some sour cream and onion dip super bowl weekend and i will say not enough love or credit is given to ridges. that dip that yeah and I, and I had ridges yeah yeah you need the ridges yeah own your ridges is a little bit of a strategy brain thinking about like how you everyone has curves and edges like john legend says yeah you know what i mean it's like own your ridges is i'm i'm not sure that's totally landing but own what makes you different yeah i mean listen it's a good strategy i think all this is generally working i do think this like idea of like having lebron and jason tatum and you know sort of uh charles barkley is interesting i'm in yeah i'm into um it says charles barkley has not released a statement on the ruffles chip deal though he might remind the world that while they're good chips they won't make us as rich as barkley as good a rebounder or as handsome this is some some witty copywriting from the die line talking about sort of how he's not a role model. He's a role model to me. I mean, now he's a role model. Uh, he celebrated sixty uh, his sixtieth birthday All Star Weekend. So happy birthday to Charles! Yeah, yeah, friend of the show. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, speaking of Pepsi, because Pepsi owns Ruffles, probably. I think so. Um, they're back, and one of the biggest stories in design this week is they have a rebrand for Seven Up. And so this week they unveiled the international refresh of the lemon lime soda brand, 7-Up. They began a lot of press for Starry, which is sort of the new Sierra Mist. Yeah, Gen Z soda. Gen Z soda. I did see it on, on shelves this weekend and almost bought it, but didn't. Um, it looks good. I mean, I'll say like it, it definitely is nice. And you're not Gen Z, so you're not allowed no, to drink that soda. No, that's true. I'm, I'm too deeply ma- uh, millennial yeah. to drink that. Yeah, um, you worked this weekend, so you're not allowed to drink Starry. <laughs> that's true. I did have this thought that I think more companies should just like totally take a brand like a Sierra Mist and just totally just be like, sorry, Sierra Mist out, starry in. Like, I do think it's a nice like strategy. It's a new drink, Alex. They reformulated it. Yeah, but I think it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. They didn't just, they it didn't has just the same do the distribution and it's in the exact no, same no, it's space new, it's and it's the exact same. No, it's drink. new. It's new. I, I think if a brand just doesn't have that kind of juice, then why are you rolling it out, putting it there on the shelf just to sit there forever? It's like, who's buying Sierra Mist? Um, I think Seven Up is a bit in a similar space. Like, I just don't know if people are really going for Seven Up, but I do think this rebrand is really nice. Um, it was done by Pepsi internally, and uh, it's a main rival to Sprite, which got a rebrand last year. And uh, yeah, it's sort of uh, really leaning into the Seven uh, Big. It has this giant sort of shadow, and uh, yeah, it's it's got two different cans. They're sort of reverse of each one. They kind of look pretty similar, if I'm going to be honest, but. I think they look really good. Long shadows, sort of the red spot, which is kind of iconic mm. for the brand. It's all sort of like this modern refresh. It has a bit of a retro feel to it. So all in all, I think this is uh, particularly, um, it's it's a good design. I think the people of the internet uh, and design community all agree. Good job. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Pepsi internal design team. I think they're doing some good stuff. You know, say what you will about the uh, poisonous uh, shit that's in the cans. <laughs> Those motherfuckers, <laughs> they look good. Yeah. Um, so they make them very appealing. Yeah. 
at the core of the new identity is the brand's aim to offer slight relief for the more mundane parts of life. Wow. Something the brand calls upliftment. Yeah. Wow. Visually, they accomplish this with 7-Up's signature green color serving as the base punctuated with zesty splashes of citrus-inspired hues, mm, yum. long drop shadows and add excitement to the packaging, and core elements like the red spot are retained but modernized. The can design gets simplified without losing depth and includes thoughtful details like circular shapes reminiscent of lemon and lime wedges and empty circles like bubbles in 7-Up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, really raising the bar here. Oh, we got a quote from Mardo. Mardo Puccini, Senior Vice President and Chief Design Officer of PepsiCo. Quote, upliftment is a concept that resonates with people globally. Oh, yeah. Our new visual identity for 7-Up was inspired first and foremost by the brand's creation of moments of upliftment through its history. Quote, the PepsiCo design and innovation team created a bright and confident visual identity system that will echo across culture, regions, and languages. I mean, listen, I can, you know, kind of putting all that sort of uh, marketing mumbo jumbo aside, good design is good design. And this is yeah, call it what it is. Call it what it is. It is bold and it is colorful and it is exciting and it feels new. Um, and I like it a lot. I did see some people on the internet sort of digging up some old 7up ads. Oh, yeah. And I mean, those, every, every old soda thing is much better than it is now two things i noticed one they had a mosque a mass a mascot they had a mascot named spot do you remember this he was like the red dot but he had some legs oh that's pretty cool um and he rules um they should definitely bring spot back oh hell yeah because he looks like super 90s and super dope um he was around from 87 to 97 and then they had another fucking Gone guy in the 80 in the 80s called fido dido Look at this dude. This dude rules. Like, damn. Um, I saw some people posting like 70s 7-Up uh, mm -hmm. ads that were very sort of like um, sort of groovy and a little Zaza inspired. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 7-Up uh, has a cool brand history. And I think this is, you know, I think this taps into that a little bit. Um, I do think the, I saw some animation stuff and which looked pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. But now I've seen these 7-Up mascots, this Spot and Fido Dido. I just want those guys back. Well, they as they rule. As we've learned from Eminem, uh, sometimes it's tough to have a brand mascot because <laughs> people just objectify and sexualize them mm. um, any chance they get. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Fido Dido, he kind of looks like Doug Funny. <laughs> he kind of has a bit of a Doug vibe, which I'm here for. I'm a big Doug guy. Yeah. That was a big part of my childhood. Doug. The guy with Skeeter. The underwear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those, those are my guy. Um, so shout out to Seven Up, shout out to Pepsi, uh, Ruffles and uh, Seven Up, uh, both pretty good. Yeah, I liked that they have a line in an outer home on the uh, on the die line article, and it's new get up, same Seven Up. Wow, so, you really use an up? Yeah, I mean fertile ground. If I was on that brief, yeah, you'd know that shit would be going up. Yeah, I just like that there's a red dot, and that dot has arms and legs. That's pretty sick. Um, they should they should definitely bring that back, Kevin. We have a lot of big corporation stories this week. We got Pepsi. Yeah, now we, we got sold, we sold out. We sold out. Craft is the next one. It comes from designtaxi.com. And uh, Kevin, remember the Super Bowl? No, I, c I don't remember. That was like what two weeks ago, dude. That was a week ago. That was a week. <laughs> one week ago. Feels like years ago. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Philadelphia Eagles, if I remember correctly. 
and uh sodgate yeah sodgate the sod father um (laughs) that is a little bullshit i do think that's interesting where the guy that did the grass that all the eagles players were were tripping all over all game apparently is a huge chiefs fan yeah that's bullshit yeah none of the chiefs changed had to change their cleats yeah but Um, the eagles changed half the eagles teams yeah i don't know yeah say we will um so yeah to make the eagle fans feel better uh, Craft Mac and Cheese has a big idea, which is to create a 10-foot display that is a giant huggable billboard. It is a big piece of macaroni. It's supporting uh, mac and cheese, and it literally uh, will give you a hug. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is, sounds like very unsanitary. Yeah. Um, I would not personally hug this, and if this showed up in my city after... I, my team lost the Super Bowl. I would destroy it. I would. I would do anything in my power to get get it out of there. Need a hug, Philly? Help yourself. Reads the billboard, which has 3D arms coming out of a macaroni, um, all ready to give passerbys a warm hug. Head there between 12 and 1 p.m. <laughs> one hour. <laughs> <laughs> one hour to give it a hug and snag a bowl of the delectable lunch for extra comfort. Hey, I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. Snag a bowl of mac and cheese at, on a sad day. Kind of hits. Listen, that's the. They should have just fuck fuck the hug thing. Yeah, you should have just opened a big like free mac and cheese stand mm-hmm. and just like been handing out all day. We can all agree mac and cheese makes people feel better. Yeah, like I'm with you. That's a good idea. And I think yeah, if they want to make people, you know, sort of uh, their pain less, craft mac and cheese always there for you. I will say, Kevin, on a on a side note story, I had um, mac and cheese. Also, last weekend, I've been kind of off the rails completely. Um, what is the mac and cheese brand that's not Kraft? Annie's. Nope. Velveeta. Velveeta. And I had one of those like sort of. Oh, that wet ass pasta. I had that some of that wet ass pasta and um, I did not like it. Really? I will say because I just felt like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe I'm a Kraft guy. I just yeah. I, 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 I dipped my toe in the Velveeta shells and cheese and i just think for like 12 million calories mm-hmm. it's got to hit a little bit different you know it's just kind of weird and the cheese in the bag thing yeah, maybe gross me out. and i just i just didn't like it so yeah. i'm now on team craft mac and cheese i fucked pretty heavy with the uh i think the Velveeta single cups are better than the craft single cups craft so like cups. the ones you put in the microwave okay i think mm, um never had going head to head I, I think in my opinion i think the Velveeta single cups are better Mm. um i had a big 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 moment with them in college okay yeah i I think i just when i think of like sort of ready to eat or very quick mac and cheese i'm thinking craft i think it's the powder Mm. i think it's that sort of like uh, orangey sort of neon color that's what i really want and Velveeta was like i don't know it just felt like something different and you know For me, if I'm going to be eating something so horrifically terrible for my body, I I want it to taste just a little bit better. Um, I'm not even a huge mac and cheese guy. I know it's a crazy thing to say. I think you're on record calling it uh, baby food. It is baby food. And again, like I I, I think it's okay. Sure, it's fine. And I love cheese and pasta. So it's like, but there's just something about it that just feels too decadent, too cheesy, and just kind of like just too much. Well, I last weekend I picked up some mac and cheese from a Vermont mm. country deli. Mm. Best mac and cheese in the world. Okay. Um, Free ad for the pod? Yeah. The, the, it fucking rules. Okay. You go in there and they have like probably a two foot cast iron that's currently being like chunked. Like they chunked the mac and cheese out of there. Okay. And they've probably got another two foot fucking cast iron in the back. Okay. Probably even more. Respect. 
I mean, it bangs. Yeah, mac and cheese in a cast iron is like that's like a different level. Um, cool, Kevin. Uh, tough segue here. New Barney just dropped. Yeah, what's the segue? Uh, speaking of bright yellow, bright colorful things that make you happy. Speaking of cheesy shit. Yeah, Barney. So um, speaking of baby shit. <laughs> speaking of baby shit, there's a lot of good segues. Um, Barney, the beloved uh, purple dinosaur, is is back. And uh, this is a revitalization of their Barney brand that will span television, film, and YouTube content, as well as music and a full range of products, including toys, books, clothing, and more. Mattel is the iconic uh, sort of uh, brand behind Bar- the Barney franchise. Kevin, did you watch Barney as a kid? I, yeah, I did. I was a Barney, mm-hmm. a Barney head. Yeah. <laughs> Taught me a lot of good values. Yeah. I also was a Barney kid. So I, I, how long has Barney been around? And then, like, where did Barney go? I don't know. It sounds like some research we should have done before the show. Yeah. So, um, basically, <laughs> Barney's coming back in 2024. Barney's back, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Created for preschool kids, the series will feature a ubiquitous purple dinosaur and uh, introduce new audiences to Barney. And the big news is Barney got a little bit of a glow up. You could call. You could say that Barney got a facelift. Barney got a bit of a facelift. And uh, people, like you said, when it comes to mascots, we have just like a, a, a passion, a love, and a sort of need to sexualize them. Are you telling me that people are sexualizing Barney? What I think. Fuck? I think people are talking about his. Uh, is is it a he? Is Barney? I don't. Sorry, to gender uh, Barney. I don't know. Are you saying that people are like legitimately on the internet sexualizing Barney right now? I think people are talking about how Barney had uh, their buckle fat removed in their face. I don't know if that's sexualizing uh, Barney, but it's more just talking about how Barney got some plastic surgery. All right, well, I mean, that's better than like saying that you want to fuck Barney or like what? I didn't say I wanted to do that. I mean, I'm I, sure there are people out there who Ke- want to do that. And, Kevin. If, and if that's you, like no, no shame or whatever. Yeah. Ke- I, I thought there was a, a big outcry on Twitter about this. I thought that's why you're bringing it up. No, 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 no. I haven't seen any people talking about wanting to have sex with Barney. All right. Well, that's good. But, I know enough about the internet to know. Oh, I'm sure there's some. There's definitely there. some people yeah. there that are making some Barney jokes about how Barney is now, uh, you know, uh, hot and a little bit, um, uh, a little bit sexy. Yeah, I mean, I think people are mad actually about the Oof. about the facelift, and I mean, people just hate change. Um, I did see a little little mm-hmm. hate coming that way of like, oh, why would you do this? Like, it's like, well, like if you are tapped in at to what the kids are watching at all, yeah. Like they don't give a fuck about a, a mascot, like a live action mascot. Like that's not even gonna hold their attention. These kids are on YouTube. Yeah. They see this bright, addictive, flashy shit, and then like you expect them to watch a live action Barney? No way. It literally has to look like that to Yeah. To attract the attention of these children yeah. who are on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, children's television graphics have gotten really, really good, and they watch all these amazing shows. Like, if you look at the old Barney, old Barney looks awful. But yeah, old, old Barney's Barney, fucking creepy. Yeah, he looks super sad. It's like, it looks like it was designed in 1992. Yeah. looks like it was just like, you know, not a lot of thought. Like, old Barney kind of, looks like he's on a list. <laughs> yeah, old Barney's looking really, really scary. Yeah, and old so, Barney's like somebody you maybe don't want to bring around your children. That's right. And new Barney looks exciting and looks fun and looks, to be honest, more like a dinosaur, which yeah. I think the old Barney kind of didn't even feel like a dinosaur. It just looked like a giant purple monster. Yeah, purple fucking blob. Weird. Can I say one thing really quickly? Shout out to Armin. Armin from Brand New, friend of the program, uh, maybe listener. I know he's listened at times. I think, he's, I think he might be a listener. You ready for this headline, Kevin? 
a sight for sore eyes. Dinosaur <laughs> eyes. Salute this man. Yeah, he's always coming up with Dude, the, the puns. He's, he's on the cutting edge of journalism. The puns that he deploys on his headlines are honestly one of my favorite parts of brand new. A sight for sore eyes is good. Is just really like good. a home run. Like, Chef, come on. Chef's kiss. Chef's, Shout out to him. Yeah, that's uh, Armin doing incredible work with, with the, the blog. Also, so they got brand new uh, copywritten or registered. Oh, so they, wow. they own brand new, which is Damn, pretty, pretty, that's, co- pretty impressive. That seems like a very challenging thing to do. I agree. I had the same thought. So impressed, impressed uh, by them. And that headline is, you know, sort of the type of stuff that you really just, you know, it's again, it's like watching LeBron sort of, uh, you know, in the dunk contest, throwing down big dunks. It's like, that's what Armin does. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. Yeah. If you're an adult who's mad that they redid Barney, yeah. shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they had to. I mean, literally they had to look at the old Barney and tell me that doesn't look terrifying and weird and like does not fit in the modern new barney looks great um speaking of people that do not age uh louis vuitton has hired pharrell williams to be the new men's creative director famously taking over the position that the late virgil abloh had for a couple of years i don't know exactly how long but you know i think this is a big story in the world of fashion and brand and luxury who's going to take over for virgil you know kind of tough shoes to fill obviously made a big impact just went to this uh, exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. And I think some of his Louis Vuitton stuff is like some of the coolest things uh, that he was do- he did in his entire career. It's just really amazing to see a guy with that kind of vision get that kind of budget and to be able to kind of like bring anything and, you know, sort of anything his brain can come up with to life is really something spectacular. So um, next up, Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams obviously famously you know, has done a lot of fashion stuff, has done a lot of, you know, obviously music and art stuff, and I think has collaborated with them in the past, but this will be sort of like Pharrell's first foray into like really being full-on menswear creative director. That was really nice. Did you write that before? Nothing. Pharrell's first f- foray? Foray? Yeah. Wow. No, that's right I don't off, even know what a foray is. Full, straight off the dome. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think they had talked about Kanye uh, potentially doing it. Obviously, uh, that that's not even in the question now because of all the things he's done. So it's hard to, you know, there's tough shoes to fill. They have to find someone splashy, I think, someone that like yeah. um, that that could live up to sort of the tradition. And I think, someone beloved by all. Yeah, and I think Pharrell is one of those guys, right? He could do, you know, uh, Pixar songs. He could do fucking, you know, rap songs. He could do... You know, has like a bicycle brand. He's got like a million things. He's got deodorant. He's got skincare. The guy can really do no wrong. And I think it'll be interesting to see what he does. I just don't, I can't picture it, but maybe he'll do something cool and exciting. Yeah. I but, hope he does something cool and exciting so we can talk about it on the show. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. I'm running dry. Yeah. Topics. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, the clothes look like uh, as my big uh, John's head. And I will, and then I will I'm, cer- a, I'm a John's head, too. And then I will certainly not buy any of them. Uh, speaking of things that I will not buy, Kevin, Jenny's, the ice cream brand, has a, um, a new collaboration. It is with Ted Lasso, the famous Apple TV Plus series, and it's a new limited edition flavor called Biscuits with the Boss. So, Kevin, do you watch Ted Lasso? I do not. So on the show, Ted Lasso is a lovable coach of uh, a bad soccer club. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he does this thing where he brings biscuits to his boss on the program 
and it's a way for them to bond and uh it's a real heartwarming part of the show and uh they have now turned that biscuit plotline into an ice cream dessert nice art really imitates life that's true yeah right now life imitates art yeah i don't know which one this is this is life imitating art which yeah. is typically do you like jenny's have you had jenny's i have i think it's fine yeah i, I don't think it's anything that special i mean mm-hmm. if you're if we're talking about ohio-based ice cream brands i think uh mm-hmm. graders from cincinnati is a lot better can i give some uh uh respect to graders when I went to Cincinnati, yeah, I had the graders, the like blackberry, black raspberry chip, black raspberry chip ice cream for the first time. And I just need to say on record, that is the single best ice cream flavor I've ever had in my life. Well, let me put you on. I don't know if you're going to want to hear this, but uh, uh, they sell it at Wegmans. Oh, fuck. And it's so like I can not, get it. It's like seven bucks. And I can get it. Yeah. Honestly. It's incredible because I ice cream. really like chocolate chocolate chip mm-hmm. from Haagen Dazs. It's probably yeah, my yeah. number one ice cream of all time. This is similar, but yeah. just like a little bit more fruit flavored, mm-hmm. which I typically don't love. But this it's is great. Yeah. really really special. And if you know, you know. And yeah. if you don't know, go get a pint. Yeah, that but, shit is. But back to the slamming. second. But back to the second best ice cream in Jenny's. Ohio. Yeah. So here's f- hot take on graders. Here's an even hotter take. Ted Lasso, it's fine. Yeah. It's not as I don't think that's a hot take at all. I I, I think everyone says it's fine. No, people fucking go crazy for Ted Lasso. It won all the awards. It was like the greatest show on earth. And like everyone fucking loves Jason Sudeikis. It's like, you know, it's it's, it's universally uh, praised. Cool. Yeah. But it's fine. It's good. It's like. It's it's decent television show. I've been seeing a lot of uh, like consumables from Ted Lasso. Oh, yes, really? I saw I saw like a, a an iced tea at the store the other day. Oh, really? I think I put it on front and center. Okay. Um, the, our Instagram put it on the story. Okay. I said, I said we've hit we've hit peak beverage <laughs> like uh, Bon Appetit. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Bon Appetit to, for writing the story and breaking the news that we've hit peak beverage. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much. Uh, we had no idea. Um, yeah. We couldn't see that at all. I guess we ha- we have to stop taking new beverage clients now. Yeah. We uh, we're done. Peak Psych, beverage. Just kidding. Over. Um, can I say one thing about this design though for Jenny's? Yeah. Really good design on the yeah. packaging. Because if you watch the show, you know that Ted Lasso, one of the most iconic parts of the show is his jacket. And so they've taken the pint packaging and made it uh, reflect his exact packaging. It's really, really strong. Like you can tell that it's Ted Lasso without having like yeah. his dumb face on there. And it's just like the pattern of the jacket. And I think that's pretty smart. One thing about Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. he wears a jacket. He does wear a jacket and that's a consistent part of the show and it has a consistent design and you could recognize it i think from across the aisle like without even reading ted lasso which is right there in the middle that that was ted lasso without putting that you know what i mean and i I think that's really smart and really iconic so i will give them credit for that i think the flavor it's like a shortbread type you know sort of sounds kind of tasty it does sound pretty good um i assume this is all leading up to a new season of ted lasso appearing uh on apple tv plus march 15th (laughs) um i think that they're going the uh minions route is that what you're saying kevin you're starting to see more ted lasso sort of products yeah nobody will ever go as hard as the minions though that was so crazy. Remember? Don't even don't even mention Ted Lasso and Minions in the same fucking breath. <laughs> Remember Ted, though, Ted Lasso will never be Minions. 
I remember Minions took over like every category. They had like an ice cream, they had a drink, they had like a shampoo brand. They were they were like everywhere. Yeah. Literally, that marketing budget was crazy. They went full on wild. But I think, you know, I think if you got a hot TV program or a hot movie, like throw it on a drink. Throw it on a drink, throw it on ice cream, do some collabs. Like I do think it's particularly cool. And uh dare I say even smart. Wow. Because we're talking about Ted Lasso. That's a, a hot take. Appearing Apple on Apple TV Plus on March 15th, right now. Wow. We're they, doing an ad. Fuck, they got us. They got us. So this is why they do this type of stuff. Um, the least that they could do is send us a, a pint here. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. the credit we've just given them, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a little bit of, away because they did the thing that I just really hate is where they scooped more ice cream on uh, the top of the fucking container of ice cream. This There's is, not that much ice cream in there. Come on. Stop playing. This is Kevin's big bone to pick with the ice cream industry. I feel like mm-hmm. I could get a class action lawsuit going mm. and sue these motherfuckers who keep doing this mm-hmm. for a, a lot of money for false advertising because there's not that much ice cream in that container. It is a just a fact of physics that in a pint of ice cream, you cannot have enough ice cream yeah, you to have, have three the big pint scoops on top of the ice cream. I mean, I guess technically, maybe if you took a pint of ice cream and tried to recreate this, you maybe could. But I don't know. This is I'm just playing counter no, uh, side to this argument in, this, in the court it's of law. Impossible. I think in if you brought me a pint, I could probably recreate this. You would need two pints to recreate this. I think I could maybe do it with one pint. All right. Mm-hmm. You want to you do it? Yeah, let's do it right now. All right. Okay, let's go. Not right now. No, right now, Kevin. Let's go. Right now. Ignore all the meetings and all the other things we got going on. Let's just do it right now. Maybe we'll do it later this week. No, right now, Kevin. We got to go. Right now. All right. I don't know. What do you want me to do with this? (laughs) We got to go. Peace. Oh, is this the end? All right. DJ Kevin, we the best season ass with sir. Cause I'm out here grinding. I do this for the streets, the runners. Cause I'm out here grinding.